0: your health podcast with ben kenny and dave kennedy two guys heading out to hack body mind business and beyond we are here to provide a single source bullshit free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer
1: Yo, welcome back, um, episode, hold on, I have another one here, 13, um, what a time to be alive, I'm in a really good mood today, how are you feeling?
0: Dude, I'm feeling good, um, you know, actually my back is much better, my legs are much better, the um, issues that I was having with my sciatica seems to be going away, um, so I'm starting to, to do really well. I, I'm sure I, I would have healed much faster if I didn't lift, uh, as I had sciatica. But at the same time, I'm like I can't skip those gains, so I did it anyway. Uh, but I went, I went uh, basically lower weights, higher reps, uh, and didn't didn't push myself to anything like that. But uh, I'm coming off that that nipper program, which is good. Uh, so I'll, this is my last week in the nipper program, and then uh, we're starting a new new training program. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into
1: that shortly. I want to actually make a note about the injury and. As I've said, you know, I hurt my back a couple of weeks ago with a training related energy. And do you know what? In a roundabout way, it's probably one of the best things that could have happened to me because I've went back and I've revisited a lot of movements. And as I said last week, I was able to have a really good session, lower body and just adapt it. But I went back to like normal training this week and just being more conscious of the actual movements. Like I went back, I did deadlifts, I did RDLs. Yes, I went lighter. but. I actually got a real feeling for what the movement should actually feel like rather than just being a total meathead and trying to shift weight for the sake of it. So in a roundabout way, it definitely is something that um, I've benefited from.
0: You know, I think think we take form for granted, right, on a lot of things, especially when you're throwing extremely heavy weight like that, you know, and, um, you know, your form kind of goes out the window, although it shouldn't. You know, form should be number one so that you prevent injury. Um, But, you know, I also noticed the same thing. So I did... What was it on Monday? I did eight sets of six uh, squats, you know, for I think it was like 380 or 385 or something like that. Uh, you know, a couple, a couple lower sets uh, to kind of warm up and everything. And, um, you know, I noticed myself when I'm doing, you know, six sets of those is that, uh, or six reps, um, that uh, my form and technique is, is right on point, right? I'm focusing because I can control the weight, it's not over excessive. Um, and, and I really start to get a really good feel for the weight that I'm pushing through. Whereas when you're doing such heavy weight, even if you're, you know, 80, 90% of your one RM, you know, it's, it, a lot of your stabilizing muscles really have a tough time with that type of weight. So I, I really like going a little bit lighter. Um, and, and that's why I think, you know, we were talking about the training program, which we'll get into, but I think, um, you know, having some, some heavier sets is, is, is good, you know, higher, higher, but not, not too heavy. And then. You know, take, you know, taking off some weight as well to kind of refocus and kind of get your muscles going again um, seems to, to work well for me uh, as I'm going through it. So I'll start to take a little bit, uh, you know, some of the pounds off and kind of deload a little bit on the um, last couple uh, sets that I'm doing that seems to work out really well. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So today,
1: well, first of all, I'm Ben Canning in case anybody doesn't know at this stage.
0: Oh yeah! If you haven't been paying attention to the podcast, you need to go back and listen to all of them. Except <laughs> episode one, Ben's audio was kind of crummy, so we apologize again for that. Uh, but he spent countless hours, and believe me, he spent probably 300 hours fixing his audio uh, with with <laughs> and the wiring, the wiring, even I though nobody sees wire. the wiring. Oh, like- uh, you can he could actually go back now. Look at yeah, that! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah? see? Yeah, yeah. Look at that, huh? That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up is I found this awesome stuff. It's uh, Mountain Dew, but okay. it's called Mountain Dew Rise Energy, okay. and it's got uh, you know um, immune support. So it's basically like vitamin A, vitamin C, niacin, vitamin B, zinc, uh, but it also has like two cups of coffee, and it's only uh, twenty five calories, which I, I really like a lot. So this is my new drink that I drink. Um, I drink like sixteen of them a day. <laughs> uh, just no, just kidding. Um, but <laughs> one after every, I'll, I'll every pre workout bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be 30, 30 drinks then, but uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I've i been taking this since it's 180 milligrams. I took my pre-workout, uh, which is uh, 300 milligrams, and then so I'm getting about 480 a day, which is fine. My my tolerance is built up on the caffeine side, so um, it seems to do well for me. But I really like these. They taste, they taste super good. So it's like I actually a little, had a little treat. Um,
1: jalapeno strawberry tin of rain earlier on. It's been sat in my fridge for about three months, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, but it was actually pretty good. <laughs> Um, but anyway, spice. yes, I'm Ben Canning, that That's Dave. We're, this is Hacking Your Health. And there's no real rhyme or reason to anything that we're doing at the minute. But today we're going to talk about training, setting up your own training plan. And I've actually been thinking about this because if anybody's picked up over the past couple of weeks that we've been talking Dave has asked me, "Can he build out his own training plan?" And obviously, the sort of burning question to that is, "Why the fuck do you have a trainer if you're building your own training plan?" So I want to just address that because I feel like people will be asking that. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it leave it over to you.
0: Yeah, you know, it's you know this this whole journey um, with the trainer uh, is something where you know you want to continuously improve yourself, your understanding of your body, and and what you react to, and, and how you react to certain things. So for me. You know we we just got off of this this power building program and i'm glad i did it um because you know i i, I put myself through different heights and different you know play, places that i never thought i would do but one thing that i realized early on is that i, I don't want to be a a um a power lifter you know i don't i don't want to sit there and be able to throw six seven hundred pounds i just I'm, I'm getting old you know i'm um, 39 years old how how far can i really push it at this age without injury, and I was actually watching uh, a Jeff Nifford video um, on the best way to maximize muscle growth or hypertrophy. And the, he's done a lot of uh, uh, analytics on studies around the, the the myths of of power powerlifting versus bodybuilding. And what's really interesting is that, and I'll get into why I decided to do my own training program here in a second. Sorry, um, but uh, what's important to understand is that you know they they did a, a comparison of people um, in the you know, three to four rep range, you know, um, 80 to 90% of your one rep max, uh, type of sets that you were doing and people that were in the six to 15 range of, of reps, uh, with, with, um, obviously lower weights, higher volume. And it turns out that muscle growth and hypertrophy in those both ranges were almost identical in every way, shape or form. Um, so, you know, you're, you're going to grow muscle either way, um, with what you're doing. However, in the three to four rep range Uh, Mark, there was a large dropout rate, which means that people couldn't handle it for a sustained long period of time, either due to injury or was just too much. So, you know, that's an interesting statistic when you're looking at you know scientific studies around uh, building muscle. You know, my my intention is, you know, I still want to be strong, but I also want to look great with the shirt off. And again, I always say I don't want to be one of those massively strong guys that are just gigantic, but they also have this huge gut that sticks out. You know that. You know, you're like, well, wh- what are you even doing, man? You know, like, it's cool that you're like super strong and you can lift the car. But, you know, like, you know, when you take your shirt off, I'd be like, man, I got this huge beer gut, you know, that, that's sitting there. I don't want that. Right. So, you know, I, I decided, you know, hey, this this power building thing was a great, you know, it's supposed to be a balance between power lifting. So you do, you know, very heavy weights um, throughout this. And I will say that. um, my muscle size, my um, you know from from hypertrophy and everything else has shot up, but it, it it has definitely been one of the most taxing and straining programs on my body that I've ever done. Um, and you know I, I feel tired throughout the week. You know my, my body aches. You know because I'm doing all of this just sheer volume through low low uh, sets and high high um, uh, high weights. And so for me, you know, what I look, I'm looking at my next program and why I decided to kind of start my own program in conjunction with Ben helping me out here is I want to, I want to see how my body reacts to something that I build based off of how I feel. And this is kind of the, the, why a trainer is so important is because this is kind of like my next evolutionary step of being able to build my own training programs and to be able to understand, Hey, what works best for me? And to continue to hack my health in a way that works. Now your training programs that I've done before that you've, you've created, is, it, I'm basically copying that and making some minor modifications, right? So, you know, it's not like it's that vastly different, um, but but it's it's individualized to the equipment that I have, which obviously you do as well. Um, and, but it's something that I can say is my own and is, is towards my body. And I really like that kind of approach. And I think it's just, you know, as I continue to grow in this journey of health, I want to learn more. I want to be able to do more. I want to feel more confident in, in the in the approach that I'm doing. And obviously having you there, making sure I'm going, going in the right direction. Yeah. I think
1: you hit the nail on the head there. And I'm I'm very clear about this with anybody that I have an initial call with. Like I want this whole process to be an education process because you know, I've got a lot of love for all you guys, but I do not want to work with everybody forever. Do you know what I mean? I want to give you the tools and the ability to do Whoa, (laughs) whoa, whoa. That's messed up. (laughs) I want to give you the ability and the tools that you can go and do this by yourself. And the other side of that is, you know, the training's just one aspect of it. And I actually had a really good call with um with Jason earlier on and we were talking about the the power of the client group and the group calls. And I try to explain this to you whenever I'm on initial calls that the, you know, that sort of support network and what you guys provide for each other is much bigger and it's far beyond what I can do just on my own. Like somebody'll put a question in or have an issue and 10 12 15 20 people will reply. Like I can't give that many different opinions because I only have, you know, my own experience, etc, etc. So I'm more than happy for you to to build out your own programme. Um whenever you did send it through, I was like, I'm gonna fucking rip this apart. What do you see? What about this? Why are you doing that? <laughs> but I understand your your thought process behind everything you're doing and It's good to sort of see that, you know, everything that we've done hasn't just been a case of, okay, you're going in and just lifting this weight because I have told you to, you have an understanding of how to set up a training program based on what we've done before and what that should look like and why we're doing these things and different rep ranges and different sets and things like that. So I just wanted to clear that up because I feel like a lot of people would have been like, well, what what does Ben do then if if he's doing his own training plan? Why is he here?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's obviously so much more to the training program than just, you know, setting up my, my workout routines, right? I mean, obviously tracking me on that that and making sure I'm completing those, right? Holding me accountable for that. Um, you know, the, the check ins that we do on a weekly basis around, you know, various areas of my body that are growing or shrinking, um, you know, the, the before and after photos, the, the metrics and data around how I'm doing calorie wise. I'll tell you the, the I still do not understand the calories at all. um you know, I still got to figure that out. I, I don't know how you do it, like you know we I'm at what thirty eight hundred calories right now, and I lost two pounds I'm like, I don't understand what's going on, like you know, you know uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, I feel like I could eat five thousand pounds and drop ten pounds like it, you know it it just doesn't make any sense to me I, I don't understand my body that way um but uh you know I, I was actually gonna to send you a joke on the the check in, but I'll ruin it now. I was gonna say. All right. Hey, we're, you know, we're going to start our cutting phase because this is the last week of the, the nipper program. I wanted to go down to 500 calories a day and see what you said. Just try to be all serious about it.
1: (laughs) I would not. We know we would not allow it. I'm excited for the, you know, I'm excited for the sort of transition. Number one into a new plan. I think probably one thing to note about the, the power building one, the, the impact it has on your body and the overall fatigue from that. I'm assuming, and I don't know because I haven't obviously spoken to Jeff about myself, but you know, I'm assuming that it's only a ten-week plan. For that reason, that's not something that you could do year round because you would be all sorts of fucked up. So, it's good to have done it, get the understanding, know what you like and what you don't like, what works and what doesn't work. But at the same time, that's not something that you could do for for an extended period of time. And I think as well, you know, the way that you split the projected plan up for you and done a two-week rotation. I'm a big fan of that and I've moved a few other clients over to that and it's something that I did when I worked with Callum that for me that two-week rotation it allows you to cover a lot more bases because you're not you know say for example you're training five times a week over two weeks, you have 10 different sessions. So one of the things that I find people struggle with the most is they're bored of specific yeah. sessions. So if you have that on a two-week <laughs> rotation, it's not like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to do this session. On Tuesday, I'm going to do this session. And I'm gonna do this session. Um, So you have a lot more yeah. variety in what you're doing. It also allows you to sort of distribute the fatigue if that makes sense so uh, in the feedback that i gave you on the plan about you know lower back and lower back loading exercises because you have a two-week rotation you can sort of split those over two weeks so you can get those big compound lifts in and they don't need to be like back to back you can do them you know one week it can be squats and at the end of the week, and the next week it can be the sort of T-bar row and the pen row stuff like that. So you're you're still getting the movements in, but you have a time to recover in between so that your lower back's not screaming at you every session.
0: Yeah, and lower back for me is one of my most problematic areas too, right? Um, you know, it's, it's come a long way. Granted, I still can't feel the left side of my leg, but it's getting there. Um, but uh, you know, what's interesting, uh, you know, I heard recently, uh, Jocko Willing. I was listening to one of his his. Uh, Podcast, and it was a response to somebody that was saying, "Hey, Jocko's either on steroids or T.R.T." And Jocko's like, "Dude, you don't even know me. I'm not on either of those. And you know, I'm just a badass. You know, basically, of course, because Jocko's just a badass. And uh, you know, um, but one thing that I that I I found very interesting about that is, you know, when you think of of Jocko, you think of this like real strong badass dude that you would never want to get in a fight with because he would just kill you, right? Um, And that's that's Jocko's personality, right? And that's who he is now. What i found interesting about jocko though he started talking about how much he actually um deadlifts and i'm like i'm i'm fucking stronger than jocko you know like it's crazy because jocko doesn't do heavy you know weights low uh you know low reps he focuses more on you know more reps less weights um which you know for me is where my focus is going to, but I'm like, man, I could, I could deadlift more than Jocko right now. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, we're not, not, not right now with my sciatic can back, you know, Jack that back, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you think about Jocko and, and what he's been able to accomplish and how he looks and everything else. He was a strong dude. Right. Um, and that's through, you know, doing more higher reps and everything else. So I think, you know, when I look at programs and what we're trying to do, and when I did that two week period, I, I'm very much in that same mentality because, um, you know, I, I don't like doing the same thing every single week. I feel like it's it's repetitive. I mean, you always, for me, would always do two weeks, right? So like it would be like a shift of different workouts throughout those weeks and in, in, in different uh movements. And I also think that's important too to hit your muscles and attack your muscles at different ways um so they don't get comfortable with a certain movement. You're you know hitting different types of, of muscles within your body or you know, different types of stabilizing muscles um, based on different movements so you know i'll do that also like even if it says you know hey it's a t-bar row you know i might do something different i might do you know um you know uh pull outs you know the the rope pull outs um or something different to keep things you know kind of fresh depending on how i'm feeling you know from that side of the house or maybe i'll do you know trx um you know uh uh um pull-ups pull as well. So those, those are the different things that I'll, I'll kind of focus on as part of those programs. And, and I like having those different options available based on how I'm feeling. And there's times too, where it's like, Hey, you know, there's seven movements that I need to do today. You know, I might just do 15, you know, cause I I'm feeling crazy, you know? So, you know, so it's, 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 you know, I, I love the flexibility of being able to listen to kind of my own body and, and how I do things. But what's most important to note is that my mind has completely shifted from, you know, just doing insanely heavy weights to focusing more on, on growing those muscles. Yeah. And I think, you know, the way
1: that you're saying about being able to swap the exercises in and out, it's having that knowledge to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's having the knowledge to go, right, okay, well, this exercise targets this muscle. I'm going to do a different exercise that targets the same muscle. Like, I have zero issues for that if you have the knowledge to do that. It's not like, oh, yeah, today I meant to do, you know, squats but i'm just going to do biceps instead because you know everybody wants to get bigger biceps so it's having the knowledge to be able yeah. to swap in and out the the movements that you you know are the same sort of muscle group um but yeah in terms of so the, so what you're
0: saying is i can get rid of the I, you guys I can get rid of the hip thrusters and bulgarian split squats is what you're saying
1: no, definitely not. Definitely not. Actually, one thing that I do want to note to you, and I'll send you a message about this new check-in. I think you need to, and I don't want to piss Aaron off by saying you need to order more equipment, but I think you need to get a back extension.
0: Oh, no. In, hey, what, I'm, I'm already on Amazon right now. What do I need? A back
1: extension, because I feel like it will definitely help back extension. Your, your lower back and being able to improve that strength. And I think Are those the
0: reverse ones where you kind of lay backwards?
1: Yeah. No, the other way around. So you'll be okay, I used to have one like forward facing, almost like in a triangle, and it's going to go stretch your hamstrings into your glutes and then into your lower back. I think hmm. it's one of the most underrated pieces of equipment you can have in a gym. It's not in any way exciting or big or, you know, <laughs> there's no song and dance about it, but what it can do for your- Can
0: I throw, your, can I throw 500 pounds on there by any chance?
1: <laughs> I mean, good luck. <laughs>
0: If you're doing it with like a
1: if you're doing it with like a twenty pound kettlebell or dumbbell, you'd be doing well like it. Um, but yes, I want to get you to add that in because I feel like you'll definitely feel the benefits of what that can do to strengthen your hamstring, glutes, lower back, so that we're sort of trying to get ahead of any potential injuries down the line.
0: I'm totally not uh, on websites now. Looking at them right now, so just right. So today we want to talk
1: about how to build out your own training plan. And obviously, it's a good sort of time to do it because you've done it over the past couple of weeks. So I want to just get your thought process as the, you opened that Google spreadsheet or whatever you did it on. And you were like, right, where do I start with this? So I want to know what, what sort of went through your head and how you built it out.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, depending on where you're at in your fitness journey um, can really determine how you break out your um, exercises and what you're doing. It's It's not... The same for everybody else. I know, um, what's the What's the one that everybody always complains about, Ben, uh, that you do? It's, it's the engine, is the engine workout, right? Yeah. 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 So everybody always complains about the engine workouts. It's like super intense and cardio centric and things like that, right? So it's super fast, right? Yeah. So, I'll you just, know, so you know, if you need... just sort
1: of break down what yeah, the engine workout it is, it's basically the way that I sort of split it. It is three exercises back to back, and it'll be a big, heavy compound exercise followed by a bodyweight exercise, followed by like an intense um, cardio exercise with no rest, and you do like four rounds. So, for example, it would be six reps, sumo deadlift, as many reps as possible, press-ups, and then 250-meter row as fast as possible, four rounds, and then you get like a two or three-minute break, and you do three different sets of that. So that's the way that I would split uh, an Indian workout. And people do not like the – I get abusive messages from people like when they do them.
0: (laughs) You know, it's it's um, so I, I never have done that one before, right? Because uh, you know I'm doing more cardio and things like that throughout my, my my trip, and I'm focusing more on those. So, like you know, that that's a great example of a great workout that will get your heart rate shooting up like crazy, as well as exercise the muscles from a hypertrophy perspective, right? Um, so that, that those types of exercises, you know, also known as a lot of times as like hit training and those types of things, can also work out really well, especially when you're doing uh, weightlifting. What I I really enjoy so it's it, there's a lot of data on uh, full body workouts being kind of the preferred method, especially if you start getting into your mid to late thirties um, doing more full body workouts as part of that but I also really enjoy the you know it's called the push pull legs uh split uh which you know <clears throat> is basically the same concept as back and bys chest and tries and legs right um just push pull and split so if you think about it when you're pushing something out, that type of movement when you're pulling something down that type of movement, and then obviously. Uh, legs day, which everybody loves. Legs day is my favorite, actually. Um, but you know, so so the way that I kind of looked at uh, approaching uh, mine is, I know I have enough cardio, so I don't need that type of of quick, fast workouts to get my heart rate shot, shot up because I'm doing, you know, Orange Theory Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, which is plenty of cardio. Um, in fact, today was brutal. It was like a freaking hill day. I hate hill days. Um, but uh, uh, what I looked at is is I want to work out six days a week uh, of lifting. Uh, and I don't want to compromise my lifting. So that's the most important piece for me. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are my lifting days. Sundays will be my rest day, which is typically when I'm just chilling and hanging out in the first place. So it's a nice, nice rest day for me. Um, sometimes I will switch the Saturday and Sunday. So depending on, like, if I just got too much stuff going on Sunday, I'll, you know, make Saturday my rest day. Or I'm sorry, if I have too much stuff going on Saturday and then I don't have anything going on Sunday, I'll just make Saturday my rest day and then Sunday will be my lift day. But those are the only two days that I'll ever uh, switch. And then what i wanted to do is i wanted six days a week but the issue with that is you know you could do push pull legs push pull legs um but i also wanted to incorporate um a pump day which is you know just doing really heavy or really um, high sets high reps type of weights for upper body to kind of get that that pump going on your biceps and triceps just burning the living hell out of them right more of a you know um, intense workout of your upper body uh, as part of that so it would be a combination of push and pulls so I did um, push full legs, then full body, full body, and then pump day. Uh, basically, is kind of how I structured that program where my thought pattern was um, around all of that. I, I really enjoy like days where I could just, you know, kind of craft my muscles in certain ways and kind of build them out and just go nuts on them. So that Sunday, you know, is, is is the replenishment day where I'm starting to you know build build those muscles again. So um, that's kind of how I looked at it. So I started looking at hey push pull so. You know, if you're doing push, it's going to be primarily, you know, your chest, uh, you know, uh, triceps, um, you know, those types of things. Overhead press, as an example, your shoulders. Um, those are the the core three things that you typically do for that. And then, you know, your your um, pull days are going to be, you know, predominantly biceps and back. Um, and then, you know, anything else, you know, like shrugs, things of that effect to hit, you know, different areas. Um, To kind of hit those up and then the full body is hitting different body parts throughout the week, uh, including legs pretty much every day uh, for the full body. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I split it up and and how I was looking at approaching it. Um, I like the full body workouts. Uh, You know, I like the mixture of doing push-pull. That's one thing that I, I learned from Nippert actually is the push, pull, legs, and then kind of taking a break and then doing full bodies, you know, kind of mixing them up so it's a different type of exercise you're doing. It's not the same thing, push, pull, pull, uh, push, pull legs every every single time. Um, and I really enjoyed kind of that that breakdown of, of how, you know, your muscles are kind of split up and doing those different ones and knowing where I'm going to be at. But I, I expanded over two weeks. So the second week, the movements are different, right? At least they're, they're, they're shifted around. So like, I think my Thursdays, or, you know, incline bench, I move those to Mondays um, and then, you know, kind of mixing things around and kind of going different, different routes and things like that. So kind of mixing it up, doing different movements, you know, hammer curls versus bicep curls versus, you know, something different, just trying to kind of get, you know, hitting your, your muscles at a, a very different stages. But the main intent for all of this is, you know, to one thing I'm tracking very heavily, and this is really important for uh, weight training is you, you really need to be training close to failure. Um, is is the the biggest concept to understand when growing muscles whether it's you know heavy weights you know low sets uh and low re- or, or, or high sets low reps or if it's uh you know um that sweet rep range which is six to, the, the the hypertrophy rep range which is six to twelve which actually interesting enough um you know the a big myth is that You know in order to grow your muscles the most maximum from a hypertrophy perspective is that six to 12 range there's nothing scientific about that whatsoever what that means though is that you know hopefully you're getting close to failure in those 12 ranges or 10 to 12 ranges where it's becoming very difficult for you to be able to lift that weight and once you start to get to that failure aspect of your muscles is when you know it's really triggering that that hypertrophy or muscle growth uh for your muscles so
1: yeah, I think the, you know, I'm a big fan of, of push pill legs, but I think, you know, you, as you said at the start, you need to understand where you're at in the journey. And I'm not saying that this is the case for everybody, but the sort of natural progression that I would look at would be start with full body workouts generally because, you know, you have more time to recover in between sessions. You can do more work across the week. Um, and you can get a lot more done in those sessions. So start with full body sessions then generally what I would do is I would move to like an upper lower split if time accommodates if you could do that many days so you would do maybe two upper body days two lower body days again you can still get a lot of work done across the week then we would move to a push pull leg split um which it does become a bit of a nightmare because that's obviously only three sessions so if you want to do any more than that you need to sort of how to manage around that but that would be sort of the three being ones that I would use I would never go to specific like bro split that you do chest on Mondays and back on Tuesdays and quads on Wednesdays, I think that, I mean, unless I'm (coughs) going to become a professional bodybuilder anytime soon, I don't think I need to be doing that. But that would be the sort of natural progression of how I would outline training programs. Um, Just a note on the engine sessions, the reason that I put those in is to allow you to build the capacity to train at a higher level. So the reason that you have never done them is because obviously you do Orange Theory, so you have that there. But the reason that I put the engine workouts in is because... Well, truth be told, they're physically and mentally challenging, and um, and that's the way that I design them, and that is why I get the abusive messages. But what I would say is, you know, what they do for your body, from uh, how you can recover in other sessions, but also the knowledge that you have that you can actually push further than you think you can, um, and that's the sort of the idea of those and why I start to incorporate them um, quite early on. Um in terms of the the way that you have your split, as I sort of said. You just need to look at it, sort of on a on a wider scale. So, sort of zoom out at the exercises that you are doing, almost back to back. So, I think it was like the day that you did, say you went into pull, so you were maybe doing you know bent of a row or T bar row or something like that, and then you were going into legs and you were doing things like squats or RDLs and things like that. And then the third day after that was there was another lower back loading exercise. I think it was maybe hack squat or something like that. Your lower back is going to be taxed really badly on that third day. So from a recovery perspective, um, it would be challenging. So the way that I would sort of look at it is it's almost as if you zoom out and take all the pieces of the puzzle. So the big compound exercises that you want to have in, say there's a list of like 10 or 12 big compound exercises you want to have in, you need to understand how they're going to challenge your body, but also how you recover from them. And then implement them in the specific day. So just look at the, if you're going to do six days a week, look at the 12 sessions over two weeks and just sort of start to dot them in and then build the rest of your sessions around that rather than just go on, okay, I'm just going to do this exercise, this exercise, this exercise. So have a bit of understanding as to, you know, what's beyond that actual session, you know, how am I going to feel the next day? Am I going to be able to go in and give 100% to this, you know, are my glutes lower back, yeah. whatever it is going to be fatigued <clears> and just sort of build it out slightly differently. Um, the other point, obviously, that I wanted to note as well is, is obviously about rep ranges. Um, and you did a pretty good job at this, but there was a few things that I wanted to change. So the way I would look at rep ranges, as you said, you know, the 6 to 12 for me is good. I would always do one or two working sets, again, depending on what level you're at. Do you know what I mean? If you have a lot of muscle and you're quite strong, you're totally cool with one working set if you can go to failure, as you said. And then a back off set that you're going to maybe do 10 to 15 reps or something like that. Um, and then what I would look at, you know, things that are smaller muscle groups or the, the pump day, as you called it, you know, shoulders, triceps, biceps, things like that that you can get a lot more from. So maybe 15 to 20 reps or even higher that you can really push that with a lighter weight. So just being able to work through different rep ranges and not just looking at, okay, I'm going to go in and do, you know, five sets of eight to 12. And another point to note on that as well is make sure you're you're varying the weights that you're doing. If you're going in and you're able to do 12 reps at, you know, 200 pounds for five sets, you're not anywhere near failure there, do you know what I mean? There should be some sets yeah. that are yeah. Better that you get more reps and get more weight, and then you know to pull off or pull back down the line because having that, you know, just a a sort of steady stream of okay, this is the weight and this is the amount of reps that I'm doing is is just showing that you're not anywhere near or close to failure.
0: So, question question for you on that then. So, let's just say, you know, I'm doing uh, four sets of ten for bench press, okay, and in my third sets. You know um it's too heavy for me and i can only get five or six at that point in time would you remove weight and that's okay obviously and then just so i can try to get a little bit more as far as volume uh, is concerned as part of that for my four set
1: yeah yeah i would always do that and i would even go further than that and look at the sets that you're doing obviously over time you know whenever you're say four, five, six weeks into the program, you'll have a pretty good understanding as to what you need mm-hmm. to get from each set. But the first sort of couple of rotations on it is just sort of find your feet. So it's like whenever people come to me like, well, what weight should I be doing this? I mean, that's my biggest
0: concern right now is, is like, you know, from powerlifting, I know where I'm at now because I'm 10 weeks in, but now I'm going to this and I'm like, I don't know what my 10 to 12, you know, six to 12 range is in any, anymore, you know, so it's confusing for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're going to go into it and, you know, even, you know, me with the, the, you know, the times that I've switched training programs and stuff like that, it takes two or three rotations to get an understanding as to where you're at on say true failure. So you're going to go in and you're either gonna totally overshoot it and put a weight on it and lift it and go, fucking hell, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this for 12 reps, or you're gonna be halfway through the set and you're on like rep eight and you're like, I could go to 20 here, no problem. But this is where your logbook and where notes come in and sort of having that understanding as to where, where you should be. Like I said, you will refine it over two or three rotations and then you'll know, say for example, you're going into bench press today and you go, right, last week I got 10 reps at 300 pounds or whatever it was. You're like, right, I need to get 11 reps or 12 reps to progress here. If you get there, then perfect. And then, you know, you need to up the weight and drop the reps the next time. Um, so the way that I would sort of look at it with the the four sets, I would break that down. If you're saying four sets of, say, for example, eight to twelve, the first set that I do is going to be a warm up set to me sort of to get an idea as to how I feel that day, because some days you're just going to go in and you feel like shit. Some days you're going to go in and you feel incredible and you're like, I can definitely push this here. The next set would yeah. be my first working set. And I would go right. Well, this is where I want to get the reps. So, am I going to get extra reps, or am I going to add weight based on that set? You decide what to do on your second set. If it was really good and it felt good, and you got twelve reps, no problem at all. Then, hundred percent, add you know, add some weight onto it. Whether it's add a couple of pounds either side or whatever. Um, and then again, judge that set. You know, judge how you feel on that set for your fourth set. So, for the fourth set, then I would definitely always drop the weight and have almost like a, a drop off set. And you've probably noticed in plans before that. I'll give you two sets that are like eight to 12 or 10 to six or something like that. And then the third set will be yeah. 10 to 15 or 12 to 15 or 15, month might be or whatever, where you drop like 20 to 30% of the weight and you want to then go to as many reps as you can get for that to go to like total failure.
0: Now co- co- question on that. So let's just say, you know, four set go down to total failure. Okay. Um, but I have other supplemental, um, you know, uh, uh, Movements that I am going to do afterwards. Uh, for example, let's just say maybe I have incline, or you know, i doing flies, whatever it ends up being, or you know, um, you know th- those types of things. So, you know, I go to failure to bench, and then from there, I'm probably going to have to drop the weights even more for those supplemental ones, obviously, to burn them out even even more for probably lower weights, higher reps, right?
1: Yeah. So again, the the place that we're at with training, because I know where you're at and the level we're at. I would, number one, split those exercises across the week so that you can go in and you yeah. know that, okay, on a Monday, my two big movements that I want to progress in are this and this. Say it's chest, you know what they are. Then the next time you do chest, you know what those two big movements are, but they'll be different. So say, for example, you're going in and you're talking about doing incline bench. You know that that's the movement that you want to progress in. Mm-hmm. Everything that yeah. supplements it is okay, right, okay. You maybe want to get Simply it right just- here or there, but it's not where you're pushing to, to all-out failure. So you look at your yeah. session, you look at the breakdown of it and go, right, today i want to go in so for example yesterday i went to, to train legs with helmy and <laughs> he got in the car I'm sure that like, was that was insane oh fucking hell <laughs> was absolutely brutal but again, he kind of goes i've been thinking about the hack squat since last week i was like what and he was like yeah so last week i got 10 reps at five plates so i'm getting five and a half plates today and i'm like right and he goes i've been thinking about it all week so that our whole session was built around that one movement. So we did like hamstring curl, we did leg extension, and then we went into doing the hack squat. Then after that, we did the adductor, we did leg press, and then we did, um, a different hamstring curl. So there was six, seven, eight, whatever exercises. Um, but we knew that that's the one that we wanted to progress on. Now, okay, we got numbers here, or there that we increased weight on or we increased reps on, but that was the priority going in and progressing. At mm-hmm. That movement, so you get everything from that one. So, two exercises: hamstring curl, leg extension to warm the legs up, and then you go all out. And it was a lot. It was a lot,
0: but it was good. And you know, again, <laughs> it's just
1: knowing where you're at with it and knowing where you want to get the reps from.
0: Do you traditionally do that, where you'll have a couple of warm up sets, you know, before your big compound movement? So, for example, if you're doing squats, you might, you know, do some leg extensions or something like that to, to kind of get them warmed up ahead of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the way that, that that is split hamstring curls first and then generally I like to do adductor, but it was just in a different order. So leg extension first, Um, no, sorry, hamstring first, then leg extension. So legs were firing. You would sort of think going into that third set with the hack squat that you're a bit fatigued. But if you think about blood flow around the muscle and getting the muscle working, it was exactly what we needed to to sort of really move the weight on it. It's tough and yeah. it's, it's, it was brutal, but um. Yeah, so a couple just to warm the legs up, because if you imagine going in cold, you're not going to... If yeah. I just got on a hack squat straight off the bat, I wouldn't be able to give as much because <laughs> my, my legs just wouldn't be as far. And it's definitely not with the five and a half clits that he was doing. I was only doing three and a half, by that's the way, o- so... <laughs> not saying that. That's Andrew, often...
0: I typically, you know, like, if... if let's just say... You know, it's it's three sets that are going to be my core workout ones for my big compound movement. I'll usually stack, you know, two or three warm up sets beforehand that are at lighter weights to kind of build me out to there. Do this, do a very similar thing, right? Um, Trying to try to get them up. Is that is that a good way, or should, would you recommend doing different movements to kind of get it up versus?
1: It, it depends on the movement, and it depends on you know what you what way the session split. So if you are going in first exercise, I would always do something to make sure that your body's warm. But if you are like you know three exercises in and you're training legs for example you know your your legs should be warm so you should be fine just to go in and do a couple of you know a couple of sets at a lighter weight at that exercise and you're good to go versus mm-hmm. having to do loads of different things just before it um but yeah definitely taking time to to sort of warm yourself up the other point that I want to note as well is like we're talking about working sets and back off sets here warm up working and back off sets when training with Elmi, there's one working set per exercise. So the first set is always six to ten, and that's where you want to progress. And then this is what I mentioned to you in in the feedback, having a set that you back off, and it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, twelve to fifteen or whatever it is. There's a lot of different ways that you can structure your your sets. So it's like muscle round, which we do four sets of five reps with 15 seconds in between so say for example we're on the hamstring curl you do five reps and you take 15 seconds you do five reps again or you can do what's called a rest pause set where you want to get a total of 20 reps and you do say for example 12 reps then you take 20 seconds break and then you get maybe five reps 20 seconds break again and then you finish it the set with three reps um or you can just do you know all out 15 to 20 or whatever it is so there's a lot of different ways to sort of structure your your back off sets rather than just going okay i'm going to do two sets of 8 to 12 and then i'm going to do one set of 15 to 20 or whatever it is
0: yeah that makes sense that's interesting i uh you know uh this is going to be a fun one to to go through i'll send you my revised one from from this discussion here which is going to be good but uh (laughs) um but I do appreciate the feedback on that too because you know as you know first time for me structuring my own my own program and you know it's interesting um about structuring your own program is that you know you know what weights you have what equipment you have you know those types of things right so usually programs that are being built are for like hey you know you have a full gym or a gym with these types of specific you know pieces of equipment and if you don't have access to a gym you know you need to be able to structure and you know for me I do like going to the gym from time to time, but I, my, my sanctuary, my piece is, you know, shutting everything off, playing some insanely loud music in my, in my gym and just going to town right by myself. Um, It's kind of like my own, you know, sanctuary there. So, you know, for me, I prefer working out by myself versus being, you know, in a place with other people. So, you know, if you, if you have your own gym where you maybe you just have some dumbbells or a bench or things to that effect, you know, you can absolutely do the same thing um, you know, to, to structure the, these programs based off of the equipment you have. And that's one thing that I really liked when we first started, um, this journey, you know, uh, over a year ago is you're like, Hey, send me a picture of, of what you have and, you know, I'll build a program off of that. Or, or are you open to, you know, purchasing things? You know, here's what I recommend you get, you know, that type of stuff. So that, you know, the workout L- training is L- L- really of basically <laughs> off of that. It very quickly got out of that's <laughs> like. I don't even know what the f you have anymore in your gym. Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. There's something new every single day. So, uh, my wife got really upset with the uh, the rogue boxes that were showing up every two days. And my mailman, I think, uh, quit his job uh, after I sent about like six sixty thousand pounds worth of weights uh, over there. So there was actually two phases of weights, by the way. You realize that, right? So I had bought all bumper plates, and then I quickly progressed past bumper plates because I couldn't fit enough bumper plates on the bar. Uh, so then I had to go get regular iron plates, you know, after that, or the, the steel plates, whatever they are, um, you know, to, to be able to fill it. So my, my mailman literally had two full sets of weights that he had to go. And it's funny. Cause like, he's a super nice guy. Like I talked to him, I tipped, I tipped him a ton at, you know, during this, but, uh, he's like, man, you're, you're definitely building a gym down there. Aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I am. You know, so. <laughs> so, but not everybody can do that. I totally understand. Um, and you know, what you have is is I think important. You know, I like I like the TRX bands, you know, doing your own body weight for things, um, you know, getting some dumbbells. Uh, Rogue actually makes these adjustable dumbbells now that I've definitely been eyeballing a little bit, even though I have you not adjustable them, dumbbells
1: already. They look the cooler. Room. They <laughs> look
0: cooler, Ben. They look cooler, they look cooler. Um, <laughs> yeah. But my dumbbells only do go up to um ninety pounds. So I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, I might need to get heavier dumbbells sometime, right?
1: I'm not, I do not, right? In this behavior, I'm not getting involved <laughs> in at all. And um, one thing, actually, to note about that is, you know, obviously, you said at the start, yeah, we have that conversation about semi photo across. One thing I've realized with the more and more people that I work with. In America, a lot of people have their own home setup. So what everybody has is different. So there's no way that I could just go, okay, right, we're going to do this plan because you have X, Y, and Z. So obviously, as I mentioned last night, I'm totally rebuilding the whole onboarding process, which I'm actually super excited for, like proper geeking out on it. It's but awesome. One thing that I've done. I saw, is, I saw
0: the, uh, the early stages of it. It looks awesome. It
1: looks awesome. Yes, I'm excited for it. Um, So yeah, one thing I've done is like almost created a second questionnaire that you can just literally fill that out. So I'll have access to it because what will then happen is whenever I go to build your second program, I'm like, what did, what did they have? Like, can work in it? So having that as a record and literally you just send me it through. So having that in one place will be cool. And it's cool for me because, you know, it keeps it, I want to say, I always say that I had to get quite creative with building training plans at the start of the first lockdown because everybody was coming at me with really random equipment. So it challenges me to know how, you know, if somebody comes to me and they have a set of bands and a set of adjustable dumbbells and a bench, I'm like, right, okay, how can I maximize this for them without them having to go and spend any more money or whatever it is? So it allows me to sort of create a new, um, it's a new challenge for me to sort of being able to do that with with what they have available.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, The equipment you have is probably more than adequate enough to be able to sustain those training programs right it's just a matter of building your training programs around that what i really dislike is like when you go to these these you know sites that 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 will build the training programs for you and you know what i do like is is you know it should have some sort of disclaimer of like hey if you're brand new to lifting you probably shouldn't do this one right you know like there's intermediary advanced you know training programs and things like that like the nipper program i would say is definitely in the advanced categorization um you know but they have a hypertrophy one and things to that effect right um that are more on the beginner side but those 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 workouts really are tailored again towards having a full gym so i think you know looking at the equipment you have and kind of structuring uh, the programs that you do off of that is is going to be really important for your success because if they're telling you to do you know a T bar row and you don't have a T bar, well, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, so you have to switch that out for you know a dumbbell row and things of that effect to you know hit those same types types of muscle groups. So I think when you're looking at building out your training programs, you know, you need to understand one where you're at in your journey uh, in in resistance training, which. You know, I I can't emphasize enough Um, resistance training should be your number one priority. Building muscle should be your number one priority. Um, You know, cardio can, you know, again, I guess it's all in objectives. Um, But cardio really should be more of a secondary stage. Again, if at all, it's good cardiovascular and everything else, but you don't necessarily need it for for losing weight or anything to that effect. Um, So getting that resistance training in into a regular program, even, even if it's only you know, two or three times a week, that's fantastic, right? Three times a week is is amazing, Um, you know, if you can get three times a week lifting in, especially like a push-pull leg split or a full body workout, you know, type of program. I mean, I think that is really spot on for, for your objectives and being able to grow muscle and staying in, in, in the shape of what you're doing. But again, it's all dependent on making sure that you have what you need available to be able to perform those workouts. Uh, I've, I've I've talked about this before, um but there's a, piece of equipment that I really enjoy called tonal. Uh, it's, it's somewhat pricey because um, you have to pay for the initial equipment. And then there's basically like a monthly fee for it, but it's basically a full gym, um, you know, and if your goal is not, um, power um, you know, it, and did I say power building before? I think I said power building before. If I said that, uh, that that's the one program. But power, if your if your goal is powerlifting, uh, you know, tonal is probably not going to be the best solution for you because it can only do 100 pounds per per arm. But if your goal is to to build muscle, get hypertrophy, what we're talking about here in the higher rep ranges, um, huge fan of tonal. It's it's it just goes into your wall very much like a mirror or those other ones, and it has you know extensions that come out of it. And you can do you know full body workouts, goblet squats, squats, bench, you know, shoulders, everything. You, you know, it's a full body workout. And they have trainers on there that will go through different various workout programs for you. So if you're just new to this, it's it's a great way to kind of kickstart that. But you you obviously have to use it. I've known a lot of people that bought it and they're like, "Hey, I'm planning on using it next week." "Hey, I'm planning on using it next month." "Yeah, I've been using it once." "I yet. got like, it well, installed just... and it's
1: not working." <laughs> like, yeah. "We haven't fucking turned yeah, the thing on." "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: "One thing." Well, actually, someone so... pointed out the other day. I, I've had this thing for. I've had this damn thing for like a year and a half, and someone pointed out that there's like a." A cable wrap at the bottom of it because i always had the cables and it drove me nuts that the cables were always out there They're like hey you know there's a cable wrapped out there it gets rid of the cable i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> uh, okay I know, I know it now so you know did you know there's uh, a, thank you a total that the overall volume on that because i was talking
1: to um travis and curtis last week and if travis was like oh, i'm coming up to a total of a million pounds i was like fucking hell like that's insane and then curtis was like oh yeah i'm on like 2.4 million pounds total lifted i'm like I, don't
0: know. I think I'm at Not like seven hundred million right now. Yeah, so. we're dead on. I think I'm at <laughs> a... <laughs> One thing I say, I, I, I can tell you like where there. I'm at. Okay, you have a look
1: at that. But I was chatting to um, I was chatting to Heath earlier on, and he, he was having an issue with basically one of the movements in terms of like where he should be feeling it and things like that. And what I sort of tried that he trains in it in a gym, so plenty of equipment. But one thing that I sort of was trying to get across to him is, you know, with the equipment that you have available. You don't necessarily have to use it in a conventional way. And I sometimes get this in the gym that people are looking at me and I'm on a machine and they're like, I just I need to go over two point two million. I think um yeah, 2.3 2.3 more million. than you, so you're gonna to need to check in with them. Um you're gonna go and lift <laughs> three hundred thousand pounds right now.
0: Um, I'm going to go yes, the anyway, so sometimes, path,
1: right, yeah? <laughs> sometimes I'm in the gym and I'm using something like in that tell. People are looking at me being like, I feel like I need to go over and tell that guy how to use the machine properly. But over time, I have learned how my body moves in certain machines and ways I need to adapt them. So, you know, don't be afraid to go against the norm in terms of the machine. I understand that, you know, generally you're going to sit in a machine and it's going to press out a certain way or press up in a certain way or pull down in a certain way, but try and have a bit of an understanding as to what you're actually trying to achieve from it. So, you know, if it's a chest press machine, are you trying to target upper chest, mid, lower chest and just play about with your, where the seat is, where your seat, where you're, where you're sat in the seat, like the, the back pad and things like that. Like there's a lot more that you can do from machines rather than just getting into it and, you know, pressing it and expecting it to go a certain way. It's difficult for the manufacturers, I assume, to accommodate for everybody. If you imagine you know, somebody who's five foot two versus somebody who's six foot eight, they're not going to move in the same way. The machine's not going to be able to suit both of them. So having a bit of an understanding is to, okay, right, what am I trying to achieve from this? And where do I actually feel it? And that comes back to the the mind the muscle connection and go, okay, right, I want to improve my upper chest, for example. And I've talked about this. Um, Nigel sent obviously Mm -hmm. in the group the other day about the angle of his bench. And he's like, is this right? And I'm like, I'm just looking at a bench. I have no fucking idea if it's right or not. I need to see you on it. And then I asked him where I asked him where he felt it. And you know, there's a lot of like trial and error in it and getting to know like what you're actually trying to work with and you know, where you should feel it in the muscle. But whenever you nail that for yourself, that Come, you know, come back to you know, spend the time to understand what you need and how your body moves, and that's why the the exercise execution videos are great because I can see you guys move and I can yeah. ask, okay, where, where did you feel this? Pause it on the screen, change it slightly, you know, elevate your heels, put your shoulders back, whatever it is, um, and I think those things can really transform how you're moving and the results that you get from it.
0: Well, I remember you sent me a video recently of my, I think I was deadlifting. 40, 80, 90, 135 pounds. And, uh, because. you know, it was, it was a big lift. Let me tell you, um, you know, but it's one of my early lifts and it's interesting to see, you know, like I, I'm, you know, those videos for me sending them to you have been invaluable because you're like, Hey, you know, you're looking good here, but here's a couple things that I would tweak, you know, to, to get proper form or make sure you're hitting a specific muscle group. And one thing I've noticed is that, that, that focus on the, the, mind muscle body connection is, is a hundred percent a real thing. Um, you know, being able to focus on a specific muscle group and to tax that muscle group in a way that, you know, um, causes the failure, uh, fail in order to, to grow muscle is, is it a really important concept? And I'll tell you when I used to do bench, I would never feel my chest actually activating. Um, you know, but, but now I, I know for a fact when I'm hitting it because I'm, you know, I'm isolating that, that, the, you know, the chest and I'm going up and down and I can feel it, you know, reject right near. I know incline wise, my incline is different than yours um, just based on, on, you know, how my, it feels on my, on my chest. So, you know, everybody's different in how they do their muscles. We have certain ailments too. potentially, you know, we might not be as flexible in certain locations as others. We might have problematic areas like shoulders where, you know, I've had to augment that with the Kabuki bar, um, So there are just things that you learn, you know, throughout this journey that allow you to progress in different ways, but also I can't focus enough, you know, or emphasize enough the, the, the mind, muscle body connection that you have and the, um, the, the proper form and technique to ensure that you're doing things the right way. And that's, you know, you mentioned it earlier today, Ben, which was, you know, when you go down and wait, you notice that. And that's absolutely true. If you're trying to do a big compound movement and you're, 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 uh, uh, just slapping on too much weight, your form is going to be compromised. And especially if you don't have good form going into it, um, it's gonna be even more compromised and you're gonna have a major injury. Um, so those are the things that to take in consideration is you know, as you're starting off with this and as you're getting new to this, you know, go lower in weight, get comfortable with the movements, make sure that you're doing it right. And I think I can't emphasize enough to, on a trainer, you know, have somebody be able to look at that and say, hey, does this work? You know, um, is this something that you know, um, I'm doing right, or, or can I can I get? In? And there's also like, obviously if you go onto the hacking your health Discord server, um, there's a form check um, post there. People will take a look at your form as well, and you know provide feedback. Um, that's one thing that uh, I you know I've I've always respected with this whole process. And one thing I also give a tip on is uh, don't give form checks when people aren't asking for form checks. Um, That's my biggest pet peeve that I used to piss me off more than anything. As I was going through this, I'd get people that are like, Hey, you could do this better. You could do this better. And I'm like, I'm all confused as shit. I'm like, I have no idea. Am I supposed to be breathing here? Am I supposed to be lifting over here? What am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to put my hand behind my back? Like, do not give form check, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, feedback unless somebody's directly asking for it, and that's one thing that I finally tuned all that out. I just said, you know, Ben, just give me feedback. You know, what what am I doing wrong here? How is it looking? And you're like, hey, just tweak this a little bit. And it was just small incremental changes over time before I got really comfortable with those types of movements. Yeah, I
1: think that that just comes down to a lot of information. I had a call this morning and, you know, there's a lot of confusion just in terms of, like, what people were reading on the internet. And I'm like, just stick to, like, one or two sources and stick with that because, yeah. you know, the way that I sort of put it back to them was, it's like, you know, everybody has their own opinion and everybody has the things that work for them. And, you know, everything that they're saying is right, but everything that they're saying is wrong at the same time because it might work for them, but it's not necessarily going to work for you. And there's a lot of total shit show in terms of, like, Information out there, and I think the sort of point maybe to end on is you know shifting big weight is cool, but it's not as cool as shifting it with really nice form. There's nothing more impressive to me, yeah. And somebody can move a weight, and it just looks exactly how it's supposed to look.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that that you have completely ruined me on um, is is the tricep pull downs, man. The tricep extensions. So uh, I, I yesterday I had um, a face pull and tricep extension now with the face pull you don't want to be using the two to so what I'm talking about here is is Ben basically said hey instead of doing one rope where you're you know doing the tricep extensions with one rope and you're coming down here you know try two ropes and go back further and really focus on your tricep muscles as you're coming back and and so I tried it and I was like this is stupid at first you know but then I like started getting to I'm like man this really is hitting my triceps really well I cannot do tricep extensions even at a gym with just one rope anymore. It's like it's like it's like completely pointless. It feels like I'm doing it completely wrong, and so like yesterday I had to do face pulls. So you know you, you kind of stay back here and you you know bring them in to to work your back um, from a face pull perspective. But then the second one was tricep extensions, and so every damn time in that tonal, I do my face pull with one of them, and then I would take the one off, and I'd have to put the the two on, and then I you know I do the tricep extensions. I can't do tricep extensions without doing two of them now. It's just not it's just not proper to me. So
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you twigged onto this, but obviously you know social engineering's your thing. The reason that I was able to get you to do them is I said you know as you get bigger and as you have more muscle, you need to use two ropes. You're like, All right, okay, just ordering a second rope here on Amazon right now. <laughs>
0: Dude, so you're learning our industry better than anybody else out there. Yeah, you know exactly yeah. what my I'm trigger it, points are. I'm you're like, it. well, when you get bigger, yeah, when you get bigger, when you get bigger, you know, you can actually go and do this. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna get bigger right now. I'm gonna go get two rows. So I think I ordered it the same same minute you were talking about yeah. it. So, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you're absolutely in it. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's 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 great. You know, to progress. I just I love looking at those videos before and after and just saying like, oh my gosh, like you know, like look at that form not to where I'm at now and how comfortable I am in this specific. Bench is another great example you know um granted I I swapped out with a barbell to a kabuki but you know like I mean when I'm going down you know it's 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 a a very solid movement. you know I'm in control the entire time I come down I pause I feel great explode back up you know um very very solid mind muscle body connections that that is is absolutely there so you know the 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 form comes with time, but you have to focus on it. Right. Um, and you can't go too heavy, too quick. And I think that's the mistake that I think a lot of people make, but you definitely still want to train to failure. So if you're, you know, my, my advice before we, we kind of wrap up here is that, you know, if you're, um, you know, if you're going into a specific large compound movement that you need some form work, go light and then supplement it with other failure workout, you know, type ones, you know, where you're, you know, let's just say it's, it's bench. You know and you know your bench is is not there yet you know do lower weights till you get that bench you know form right and then start focusing on the ones do some chest flies or do some dips or do some other things up uh, push-ups until burnout and you can still go to failure with other movements uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be bench every single time until you get to a proper form that you can handle some some more weights as you go through
1: yeah and you know it's just the thing about it is you know if you're doing bench press for example you know what is the point in moving the weight if you're not feeling it in the place that you want to feel it? Do you know what I mean? You need to feel it in your chest because that's the the muscle that you're trying to work. And I think just you know stripping it back and leaving your ego at the door is probably one of the best things that you can do because you're actually going to get more from it in in the long run. Cool, we did it. We did it. This, this, is, did this it.
0: is a great episode. Time flew on this one. It was exciting. I like this one. It did. It did. I mean, they always, <laughs> it always fly, but I mean, like, it's just, it's just. This is a good best, one. Like best one, episode man. yet. <laughs> Best episode yet. I am just liking that you can see like my veins. I didn't even work uh, I didn't even lift today and you can see my veins popping out there. So I can't wait to see what, what my veins look like as I start going through this. One day
1: veins, so. one day whenever I get my own hacking your health uh, cut off top, I'll I'll show you what shoulder should look like.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well I see like I like this new shirt, it's uh, get after it with Jocko. So it's got the, the Jocko background on it, so I uh I'm liking it. I'm liking this one. Okay, I feel cool. I feel like I'm summoning my inner Jocko so you do realize
1: it's like when we're coming into winter do you know what i mean like sleeves are a thing
0: it's it's, they're not coming off not here it's still going to be sleeveless i'm actually i I mean it's it's like 35 degrees and i have to drive to a place today to drop my car off and i'm definitely going without sleeves (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: thanks everybody for listening this has been hacking your health see you on discord and
0: that's it hey thanks everybody take care